Hello, everyone. My name is Gerald Garrett. I am the host of my Two Cents podcast. I am here to give you my um, NXT War Games review, and I just got done watching NXT War Games. It was a, it was a good NXT takeover. I mean, this is their first uh, pay per view slash takeover under the new rebrand of NXT, and it it was fine. It wasn't like all the past. Takeovers because you know the past takeovers had independent, uh, high uh high professional wrestlers like high caliber, uh signing names like the Adam Cole's, the Finn Balor, the Kevin Owens, the Nakamura, all this type of stuff all blended in to your former takeovers and they would be like this big extravaganza of a show that would really like be on the contendership of a Ring of Honor and New Japan, a hybrid card of what a takeover would be. This one, you don't expect that because you know off the names that's on this bracket, that's on this match card, you're going to get young guys that are just really their first time just hitting a big stage of a takeover, if you will, mixed in with some veterans that have been on takeover so they'll know how to guide these younger talent in show them the way of what they should be doing and how it should be done on a bigger stage. So let me just put that disclaimer out there. So if you're looking for like takeover quality, like real high performance, I wouldn't put your bar up so high for this war games. Uh, There's takeover, if you will. Remember, new first, new um brand, first new pay-per-view of the rebrand of NXT. So just set your... uh bar set it here's what i would tell you for this war games for this pay-per-view if you haven't seen it i would suggest you to set your bar at a better episode of nxt this is an episode of nxt that just would last two hours if they were to give you like the uh big shows that they're planning to do like say halloween havoc halloween havoc was two hours that's exactly what this was this was their version of their uh, NXT special episode, okay? So I just want to throw that disclaimer out here, all right? Now, let me just read you the results of the matches before I really, like, dive in to, like, the in-depth of the matches, okay? For the Women's War Games match, you had Team Toxic Attraction with Dakota Kai going against Team Cora Jade. Uh, Team Cora Jade won the match when Raquel Gonzalez was able to hit the Chicona Bomb on JC Jane, and then Cora Jade crawled over to JC to pin her. Um, after that match, you had the NXT Tag Team Championship match of Imperium going against Kyle O'Reilly and Vod Wagner. The team of Imperium won the match by pinfall, with Kyle O'Reilly had Marcel Bartel in a triangle choke, and it looked like Marcel was going to tap out, but Marcel was able to lift up Kyle in that submission, walk over to his corner, have Fabian tag himself in, and they were able to hit their Imperial Bomb, and then Fabian pinned Kyle O'Reilly. After this, we had a hair versus hair match. Cameron Grimes going against Duke Hudson. Cameron Grimes won the match by pinfall. When Duke Hudson was able was looking to hit the razor's edge, but Cameron Grimes was able to reverse out of it and send Duke Hudson into the corner turnbuckle and then roll him up. And then as he's rolling him up, he held the tights and the referee didn't see it. So Cameron Grimes won the match by that. After this, it was the Cruiserweight Championship match. It was between Roderick Strong and Joe Gacy. Roderick Strong won the match whenever he was able to hit his finisher, the end of heartache, 
on Joe Gacy for the win. And then the main event, the men's war games, Team Old School versus Team New School. Team New School won the match when Braun Breaker was able to hit his finish, which is a Gorilla Press Slam, well, a Gorilla Press, into a Power Slam on Tommaso Ciampa. Now, with that quick results being out of the way, let me state this right now. The men's war games was better than the female war games. That's just, if you look at them both, you're going to be able to see it. It's clear as day, okay? So, the female war games, they started off with Kaylee Ray going against um, Dakota Kai. And then, as we already were known, and it was already told because of NXT this past week, Kaylee Ray won the advantage show. After five minutes hit the first time, a member of Team Core J came in to help out Kaylee Ray. And then after three minutes later, a team of toxic, a new member of uh, Team Toxic Attraction came down to the ring to help out um, Dakota. And it kept going back and forth, back and forth until the last member of Team Toxic Attraction came into the match. And then War Games began. War Games for this one really emphasized weaponry will really emphasize using weapons in this match because every time somebody would come into the match they always carried a weapon in for Kaylee Ray she came in with her green baseball bat Dakota Kai she came in with kendo sticks when Cora J came in she came in with her skateboard when uh Gigi Dolan came in she came in with I believe a steel chair or some trash cans one of the two when um, Io Shirai came in, she came in, I believe this one, Io Shirai came in with trash can and trash can lids. When JC Jane came in, she came in with tables. Raquel Gonzalez, she came in with a fire extinguisher because they tried to keep her blocked herself in. She uh, hit the fire extinguisher and then she started coming in and I think she had a little weapon. But the only person that didn't bring a weapon in was Mandy Rose because weapons were already inside the match. So it was down to just... Hey, you pick up a weapon inside there, you just start going to work. Um, Cora Jade got didn't get well, she got injured in the match because whenever um it was on the opposite side of the ring, because remember in war games there's two rings up. On the right side ring, they had Raquel Gonzalez and Io Shirai put no no, no it was Kaylee Ray and Io put JC on a table and Kaylee Ray and Io were trying to do rock, paper, scissors to see who's going to climb up and jump off and put JC through a table. But Cora J just went to the top rope and then she went to the top of the steel cage, hit a swanton bomb onto JC. And then when she did that to crash JC through the table, she picked up and had her arm. She was holding her arm and it looked like she was complaining about how her arm was basically hurt. So we kind of felt that her arm was disconnected out of her socket. Um, Kaylee and Io had to really make sure that nobody would touch Cora Jade. So it was now down to two versus three until Raquel came in and then it was able to uh, lay it up for the four versus three at that time. But whenever Mandy came in, Mandy tried to target Cora Jade's arm, but Cora, not Cora, but uh, Raquel, Io, and Kaylee made sure none of that was able to come through. Nobody was able to touch Cora Jade. So after Cora Jade did do the Swanton Bomb, she was basically inactive throughout that match. Uh, EO tried to pop her arm back in her socket because even in one spot, they'll put the camera on her and 
Eo's holding Korra's arm, and then you hear Korra just yelling at her, don't do it, and then she pops her arm back into the socket. So Korra Jade is literally just laid out, just holding her arm. Mandy gets in the ring. She tries to attack Cora Jade's arm. She even at one point grabs it, but then you see everybody just jump onto Mandy's to, again, protect Cora Jade. Cora Jade's hurt at this one point. And then when it's time for the finish, whenever Raquel does hit the Jacona bomb on JC Jane, you see Cora Jade crawl over and then put her, like, roll up JC for the win. And Mandy is just yelling and because she can't do nothing about it because Io Shirai has her in a position that she can't crawl over and do nothing. So Mandy just has to look at her teammate get pinned. But um, again, this female War Games match, it, War Games match was fine. There was nothing, nothing like majorly wrong. I mean, there were certain parts in the female War Game match, specifically this one that was uh sloppy in certain instances but again as i said at the beginning of the show um you have veterans that were doing uh takeover like the eo and the raquel that know how to maneuver and work this war games specifically and also kaylee ray because she did war games too but she's not too much familiar with takeover but she was able to handle herself while everybody else technically on the opposite end, except for Dakota Kai, but every member of Toxic Attraction, this is their first war games. This is their first takeover. So they don't know how it is to be literally in this environment, in this heightened uh, level. And commentary team did say that Mandy Rose competed on Elimination Chamber inside the Elimination Chamber. She competed at WrestleMania. Here's the deal, though. Those two events, she wasn't the highlight of those events. Specifically, Elimination Chamber, whenever she competed in it, it was her and Mandy going against every other team because it was the crowning of the WWE Tag Team Women Tag Team Championships in 2019. They were not going to win that match. So she already knew that, and they were not the highlighted team. So they can you can throw Mush Mouse in whoever into that slot if they know they're going to get pinned and beat and the highlights not really going to be on them they don't got that much pressure to be put on them let's be honest they can be sloppy all they want they're not gonna have that pressure on them period wrestlemania they were not the highlighted team again they were there to fill a spot Ta-da! they wrestled at wrestlemania again wrestlemania is the biggest stage of them all but whenever you're not the true highlight of that show or of that match it doesn't matter Let's be honest, but Toxic Attraction and Mandy being the legit focal point of Toxic Attraction, being the front woman of Toxic Attraction, this match was highlighted for Toxic Attraction and for every newcomer in the match. So this played a point. So Mandy had some responsibility, but Mandy was able to pull it off in this match. While on the opposite end of the spectrum, Cora J did well. Uh... Raquel did well. Kaylee did well. Eos did well. Again, Cora Jade is new, but Cora Jade did what she had to do, and then she was taken out, and that's it. But I'm not going to harp on this match long enough. Again, the women's war games match, it was good. It was really emphasized on weapons, but again, solid match. After this, it was the NXT Tag Team Championship match. Uh, we knew Imperium was going to win because, we again, it was been reported for weeks upon weeks now, that Kyle O'Reilly's uh, NXT contract was coming up, and he hasn't re-signed with NXT. And NXT, or any professional wrestling company, 
is not going to put a championship belt on you if you're not going to last long. The only exception to the rule, and I mean literally the only exception to the rule, is whenever CM Punk beat John Cena in 2011 for the WWE Championship. He was literally the exception to the rule because that storyline was hot. WWE made CM Punk hot at that time because Punk said that he was leaving. And we didn't know if he was really going to be leaving, leaving, or is he going to be coming back? Nobody truly knew. I don't care how many wrestling journalists are going to tell you what we knew. No, you don't. Punk was really that guy. Punk is really that guy. If he says, I'm not coming back, I'm not coming back, dog. If you guys, if anything, this time away from wrestling has showed you that those seven years, he meant what he said. He was really gone. So Punk was really the exception to the rule. And I knew that Kyle O'Reilly was not going to win the championship match here. I knew that he was going to give you guys a good uh, match. Kyle O'Reilly is not going to slump and give you a crappy match, if even if this is his last time on NXT, which it is not. Because um, after the match was done, and Kyle O'Reilly was really soaking in the adulation from the crowd, and the crowd was saying, thank you, Kyle. And I mean, they were, because the NXT crowd knows. The NXT crowd is a fill-up of internet fans, the fans that really go behind the curtain and want to know about contracts and want to know about the storylines and all this type of things. The fans knew. So they were saying, thank you, Kyle. Von Wagner was letting Kyle soak in this moment. And the camera even has Kyle Raleigh, like, waving to the fans and doing the whole uh, Japanese bowing to the fans, like, thank you. And he acknowledges them. And then you can see in the back behind Kyle, Von Wagner starting to get aggravated and he's trying to pump himself up because he's about to do something to Kyle O'Reilly. Once Kyle turns around, Von Wagner tries to hit him with a clothesline, but Kyle was able to duck out of that and able to hit him in the gut and then forearm Von Wagner in the face. Now Von Wagner's sitting there laid out looking stupid and Kyle O'Reilly saying, you think I didn't see that coming? And he starts yelling at him, what do you think you're doing? And he throws up the Undisputed Era hand symbol towards Von Wagner said this is a brotherhood and then he does a DX suck it sign to Von and then leaves out of the ring Kyle O'Reilly is leaning into the fact that everybody knows he's leaving Kyle O'Reilly is leaning into the fact that everybody knows that his best friends are on AEW television right now and they're kind of clicked up together and the best friends are Adam Cole and Bobby Fish so him throwing up the Undisputed Era logo was basically giving a a wink, wink, not even a wink, wink, nudge, nudge. It was basically telling the fans point blank that, Ayo, you know what's about to go down. But in the, in the middle of the show, we would go backstage with Kyle O'Reilly. And he's in the backstage area. And we come to find out that he wants to fight Von Wagner inside a steel cage on this week's episode coming up on NXT. So this week on NXT will more than likely be Kyle O'Reilly's last match on NXT going against Von Wagner inside a steel cage. And then after this, we'll probably see him jump over to AEW. Not this week, but probably weeks into coming, like weeks coming after this, going to AEW and joining up and clicking up with Kyle, with uh, Bobby Fish and Adam Cole. If and only if we don't hear about another uh, contract that he has signed with WWE. I highly doubt it, personally, that he's going to be clicking up back with WWE again after as many releases as people have seen. 
throughout 2021 from WWE alone. Um, yeah, Kyle's going to AEW. That's a fact, Jack. So if you want to see Kyle Riley's last match, it's going to be this week going against Vi Wagner inside a steel cage. That's just basically it, all right? But again, this NXT tag team match was fine. It was more, it was better than I expected it to be. Because again, Vi Wagner is new. Kyle Riley is a veteran as a tag team wrestler. Imperium or um, a solid tag team uh, a solid tag team. This match was better because Kyle O'Reilly and Imperium were able to uplift Vi Wagner and bring him to another plateau that where he needs to be. And Kyle O'Reilly doing his whole tenure right now with Von Wagner, just a short period of time, has been able to bring Von Wagner up uh, faster and progress him much more and hone him in better than any other NXT talent legend talent uh in my better uh thought process because right now Tommaso wouldn't have done it Tommaso could have done it but just thinking about it Von Wagner Tommaso Ciampa no that's that's not the that's not the money match that's not the money tag team Kyle O'Reilly he needed somebody and Kyle O'Reilly is a great tag team wrestler so him being tagged up with Von Wagner it was a great choice even though the uh, even though the S, uh the visual appearance looks odd, but when you put them both together inside the ring and you see how they move and we're able to at least mesh some, uh, not a lot, but somewhat, you were able to see, okay, we got a potential team here. So I'm glad that they did do that with Vaughn and I can see that they're going to give Vaughn Wagner the win on NXT this week to send Kyle off into uh, his career outside of WWE. But anyway, great tag team match. After this, we had a hair versus hair match. Cameron Grimes going against Duke Hudson. Cameron Grimes won the match easily, as we already knew. Cameron Grimes was not going to get his hair cut. Um, solid match. It was a regular stated match that you would probably see on NXT television between the two if they did wrestle. So there's nothing really to tell about here, except for after the match. Well, during the match, uh, Duke Hudson tried to cheat so many times. He pinned Kyle, he pinned uh, Cameron Grimes, and then he had his arm on the ropes, and he looks like he was about to win, but the referee spotted the arm on the ropes, he told him to get his arm off the rope, and whenever the ending came, whenever Cameron Grimes did pin Duke Hudson, he had his hands on inside Duke Hudson's tights, and the referees didn't see it, you should have heard Wade Barrett, Wade Barrett was completely livid, he said, how did you not, how did the referee not see that, but he was able to see the hands on the ropes, Way Barrett was on one for this one because he likes Duke Hudson. But anyway, after the match, uh, Duke tries to leave out of the ring, but Cameron Grimes gets him, throws him in the uh, right ring, and the barber chair is there. Duke Hudson uh, punches out Cameron Grimes, tries to put him into the barber chair, was able to, grabs the hair uh, clipper, turns around, Cameron Grimes gets out of the chair, right, roundhouse kicks. Uh, Duke in the head, and then it caves, then he hits him with a cave-in, then puts him on the barber chair, then starts cutting his hair, because now Duke Hudson is knocked out, and he was able to cut enough of his hair until Duke Hudson snaps out of it and then rolls out of the ring, and then he, now he's just holding his head as he's walking up the ramp, and Cameron Grimes is just sitting in the barber chair, happy at what he has done. So again, solid NXT regular uh, match that you would see on television. 
After this Cruiserweight Championship match, Roderick Strong going against Joe Gacy. This match, uh, it was it it didn't live up to the expectation that I had it. Because Joe Gacy is a great wrestler. I understand they have him as this uh character in NXT being the whole um PC police, PC guy. Like he wants to be politically correct, inclusive, he wants to like be the 2021 version of a what a wrestler would be in 2021 literally by following everything we're going to be pc policing it calling you a toxic person and this and that but the thing is underneath all that joe gacy is a legit professional wrestler he is a good professional wrestler okay roderick strong great professional wrestler we've seen it for years in nxt and for them to be out there and only do like a subpar match to me it wasn't, I don't like it. I don't like it at all. Because when you got two great wrestlers, let them go out there and wrestle. Let them go out there and do what they're supposed to do. You're called WWE for a reason. World Wrestling Entertainment. Even though you have a subdivision called NXT, NXT still has that legacy and still has that background of having good wrestling. Don't give me this. Because you're going to say, oh, it's character work. Because we try to give Harland... Joe Gacy's man, his like bodyguard, his Michael Myers, if you will, some airtime and just so Joe Gacy can calm him down. And then when he gets back into the ring, he gets hit with uh, end of heartache. Don't give me that. Don't give me character development here. We've been building up character development. Character development, ladies and gentlemen, is whenever you start building it up into the pay-per-view. Those are the episodes leading up into the pay-per-view. That's character development. And then the pay-per-view is whenever you get to show off your wrestling talent. You understand? So that character development crap, that's for the weeks leading up to pay-per-view. Whenever it's time for pay-per-view, you get down and dirty, you get down into the mud, and you start wrestling. That's what it's for. So for me, I didn't like it. It was really underwhelming. Uh, I hope to God... It, whenever they do wrestle again, they actually, actually wrestle, wrestle. I mean, like, get down into it, all right? After this main event time, the men's war games match, Team Old School versus Team New School. You had so many different highlights throughout this match. Big highlight to me was whenever uh, you had the entrances. Team New School comes out. They're all in war paint. And Carmelo Hayes is starting the match off. Carmelo Hayes is in the ring. He's watching... Uh, team Old School's entrance, the entrances of Team Old School. You had Tommaso Ciampa come out with the all-white gear. You know how I feel about the all-white gear on a professional wrestler. They always look clean and it always looks crisp. And again, even on outside of professional wrestling, whenever I see somebody wear an all-white, I always look profound at them. Like, you guys know that thing's going to get dirty, right? You guys know that. And it's crazy to me how people just don't care about it. Because remember... White is a color that if you get some on it, dude, it is the it is the hardest thing to get it out. Literally, it is the devil to get a stain out of a white. So I really put my uh fist in the air for anybody that puts white on, just all white. Hey, you have all my respect because you know it's coming. Let just put let me just point that out to you. Tomasa comes out with the all uh white gear. Pete Dunn comes out with his black and orange gear. LA Knight comes out in his straight up just regular LA Knight tights. And then now it's time for Johnny Wrestling. Johnny Wrestling, Johnny Gargano comes out and he comes out in his old NXT entrance theme. 
He isn't coming out in his way, the way entrance theme that he's been rocking for the past year. No, 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 no. He's coming out in his old NXT entrance thing, entrance theme, Rebel Heart. And the attire that he's wearing it is pieces of all his NXT TakeOver matches that have been blended into one attire. And I noticed that when he was wrestling Carmelo, I was really just looking at it and I was like, this boy is good. Johnny Gargano has always had good NXT TakeOver gear. He's always had it just immaculate chef's kiss. So whenever he was able to bring those attires all together and blend it into one, like telling an art form of story in his own attire, it's completely chef's kiss because he did this because this is supposed to be Johnny Gargano's last takeover as well. Because again, the same thing with Kyle O'Reilly. His contract's up. This is supposed to be his last week in NXT. And people know this. And Johnny knows that people know this. So he told an art form. He told a story in his gear. As a matter of fact, before the War Games match even began, before the War Games pay-per-view began, uh, if you went to Twitter, you went to Tommaso Ciampa's uh, Twitter or his Instagram, he had a collage of himself and Johnny Gargano because they came into NXT at the exact same time. And he had a collage of their history in NXT and he put down underneath it in the captions. He had, if this is my last time uh, sharing the ring with you, I just want to say thank you. He was thanking Johnny Gargano for being his best friend. He was thanking him for being his best partner. He was thanking him for being his best rivalry in NXT. He was just thanking him for being there. Because those two, whenever you think of NXT and you think of Johnny Gargano, you got to think of Tommaso and vice versa. When you think of Tommaso, you think of Johnny Gargano because they are really magnets towards each other throughout their whole NXT career. They were literally stuck together. So this is Johnny Gargano's last NXT takeover. The fans know it. The wrestlers know it. Everybody knows it. It was one of the best unkept secrets. Let's just be honest. And Johnny completely played up into it. He played up to it completely throughout this whole deal. Matter of fact, as Johnny was making his entrance, you had Tommaso, you, they panned the camera angle over to Team Old School, where uh, Tommaso is so hyped up that he even... Uh, waves Johnny Gargano down. He does the whole hand salute to Johnny Gargano because, again, this could be Johnny Gargano's last takeover. Anyway, in the match, this was, this match was completely... I'm not going to say the opposite of the female match. This was the same but different because the difference being is that whenever each member of each team would come down and start going into the ring, they didn't carry a weapon inside the ring with them. On the opposite end of that spectrum, they had Trick Williams, who is uh, Carmelo Hayes' like, bodyguard out there in like whatever, I believe, um, Tony D'Angelo came in. Trick Williams started bringing weapons in. He brought tables in. He brought Kindle sticks in. He brought chairs in. He brought a steel chain in. He brought... Um, Trash cans and trash can lids. I mean, Tony D'Angelo and just tell Trick Williams to give him everything. And Trick did. I mean, that's whenever he brought like the weapons out into the match. And whenever he Trick went back underneath the ring at one point towards the end of this, not the end of the match, but towards the end of him giving them weapons. 
you saw Trick get dragged underneath the ring, and we and I knew like, okay, this is Dexter Loomis because Dexter escaped from the hospital last with uh Tuesday, because um Andy Hartwell got a phone call, so I knew this was gonna be Dexter, and sure enough, Trick Williams comes from underneath the ring, and guess who's following him? Dexter Loomis. So they're now having now with Trick Williams out the way and Dexter Loomis getting Trick out of the way. Now it's down to to Team Old School and Team New School now. And you still had to wait for your LA Nice, your Tommaso, and your Braun Breakers and to like get into the ring. But when all members of each team got into the ring, it was nothing but chaos. Nothing but people just just being put through tables and being beat up by candlesticks, beat up by steel chairs, beat up by trash can lids. And I mean, people were just going and doing things left and right to one another. Pete Dunn tried to break um, Grayson Wallet's fingers so many times throughout this match. He put his fingers through the steel cage and like bend it back. And you heard Grayson just yelling in complete pain. You saw Pete Dunn put Grayson Wall's fingers underneath a trash can lid after he was already bending it, and he put the trash can on top of the fingers and just applied pressure onto it. Again, Pete is a menace. He tries to break your fingers if he can, for the love of God. But Grayson Waller would get his revenge back on, um, well, not Pete, but he would get his revenge back on Team New School because whenever Tony D'Angelo put Ellie Knight on a table, he told Grayson Waller to get on the top rope. Matter of fact, get on top of the steel cage, in which Grayson did, and he does his jumping elbow off of the steel cage onto Ellie Knight through the table. Another highlight in this match was when um, Johnny Gargano was in between Grayson Waller and Carmelo Hayes, and Carmelo and Grayson were about to do the DIY uh, running super kick and knee combo, but Johnny ducked out of that, and Grayson and uh, Carmelo hit each other's knee and leg, so they're both hurt and injured, and then Johnny Gargano shoved Carmelo into Grayson Waller, and Grayson held Carmelo, and then Johnny hit a neck breaker on Grayson, which led to Grayson hitting a DDT on Carmelo inadvertently, so I mean, this was a nice uh, fluid reversal that they had right there. Another main uh, thing was, another highlight was, you had the stare down which they usually do in every War Games match. You had Team New School on the opposite ends of the ring, two members in the left ring, two members in the right ring, and Team New School literally in between the rings. So you had two members of Old School looking at the one ring, two members of Old School looking at the other ring, and then they just got it on. That was their little stare down for this, well, this version of War Games. Uh, I mean... I would suggest you look back at this War Games match. There's so many highlights. There's so many things that I'm probably leaving out that I know I'm leaving out. But, I mean, there's so many uh, story details. There's so many layers to this match. Matter of fact, here's one right now. Uh, there was a crutch brought in. And it looks like Carmelo is about to strike uh, Tommaso Ciampa in the head with a kendo stick. But before he can do that, Johnny Gargano hits Carmelo in the back with a with the crutch and Tommaso stands up and Johnny Gargano just shrugs his shoulders and smiles at Tommaso and he gives Tommaso the crutch because Tommaso Ciampa 
hit Johnny Gargano in the back with the crutch whenever he came back. When this kicked off their whole uh, NXT rivalry of those two just going at each other's neck for the whole 20, what was it, 2017? I believe 2017 a year. So, I mean, those two just constantly. No, 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 it was 2018. 2018. Uh, those two just constantly beating each other's neck. So, this was their little homage to themselves. And you had Team DIY being back together. Johnny Gargano and Tommaso in this uh, War Games. I mean, this is so many layers to this whole match and storytelling in this match that I would suggest you just look at it. I'm not trying to bore you. I'm not trying to just forget anything. I'm just trying to give you guys some highlights of this legit match that was too chaotic to even remember everything. But it was a great match. This match literally was the main event. It was the match to see. It was the pinnacle of War Games for this pay-per-view. So, again, if you want to just check out one match, one match in this pay-per-view, Go all the way to the end, the men's war games match. I guarantee you at least have a great time watching this match, okay? At the end of it, because I looked on Twitter, they had Johnny Gargano talking to the fans. And the fans were saying, please don't go. They were saying, thank you to Johnny. They were chanting, thank you, Johnny. And they were, after the chant, they were saying, please don't go. Johnny gets on the mic. He tells the fans that he loves them. He considers them uh, family because he's been in NXT for so long. And he said this, that he will be on NXT Tuesday night and he will explain to everybody uh, everything. And he says, because I've always been transparent with you guys. I always tell you guys the truth. So that's what I'm going to do this Tuesday night. I'm going to tell you guys the truth. I'm going to tell you everything. Uh, just be here Tuesday and I'll be here. And he says, that sounds fair to you guys. And the fans chanted uh, they cheered for it, and so we're going to get Johnny Gargano's final uh, statement of address on NXT Tuesday. If he's staying with NXT or if he's not, my money, if I had to put it down, I'll say he's not. Because again, too many people have been leaving WWE. Too many people have been fired from NXT and WWE this year alone. So I would suggest Johnny to take his money and leave out of NXT. You had a great run, kid. You had a great run, and you need to go. You need to go and really surveil the wrestling independent landscape, whether it be Impact, whether it be uh, AEW, whether it be a MLW, whether it be even a New Japan, because New Japan will take Johnny Gargano. I guarantee you. Um, There's so many places that Johnny can go now. Way more than it was whenever he did join NXT in, what, 2017, 2016? So, I would suggest Johnny to leave NXT. Don't sign another contract. Don't do it. Leave. Leave. Please, for the love of God, so your career can flourish and you don't have to relegate to those politics of WWE. That WWE politics right now, especially from the top, by God, I don't like it. I don't like how they're doing business with people just getting cut for no reason at all. I don't like it. But hey, it's WWE's uh marketing, not marketing, their finance. They know what they're doing, hopefully. I mean, they should. They're a billion-dollar business. But again, they could probably have somebody being a complete idiot letting go of talent that they have no idea what they're doing. But again, hey, I'm not I don't have their control of their books. So, who am I? 
But again, if I was Johnny, I would leave out, say your goodbyes this Tuesday. Uh, they're probably going to introduce a new guy to take Johnny Gargano out, and that's probably how they're going to send Johnny Gargano out of here, by doing a favor for the new guy or the new upcoming uh, talent that they want to push up by having that credibility of saying they took out Johnny Gargano on his last night of being in NXT. Who knows? But again, uh, Johnny Gargano is going to explain his future to everybody on NXT Tuesday, either it be his future in WWE or his uh, goodbye address to the fans. Uh, but with that, that has been your NXT TakeOver uh, War Games uh, results. And um, I hope you enjoyed it. If not, hey man, I'm sorry. Um, with that, I want to wish you guys a good week because today's Monday. It's the start of the work week. I want you guys to have a great day. Please, for the love of God, be safe out there. There's people out here that's just uh, reckless on these roads because remember, it's holiday time it's as well. So please be careful. Have a great week. You'll hear from me again on Wrestling Highlights of the Week this upcoming Saturday. Uh, if not, check out my Sunday episode that I just uh published yesterday sunday is one of my best episodes literally because i get into a topic that needs to be talked about um and i get to it on multiple levels so i would suggest you to hear it and listen to it if you don't hate that's cool with me too but again thank you for listening check me out next saturday for wrestling holidays a week and if not my sunday episodes where i talk about news and anything current um but with that i want to wish you guys a good monday a good rest of your week. This isn't goodbye. This is until you hear from this uh, sweet sounding voice again. And with that, Kanye, can you please take these people home? I'm tired. You tired. Uh -huh. Jesus wept. Uh -huh.